0: We do have Dr. Hanan joining us in a short while, and we've got something interesting to talk to him about this morning, because um, <laughs> Lebang, this is something you wanted to talk about. And uh, and obviously, it's, it's something quite, this is not, not a fun, uh, silly topic. This is something very, very serious that we'll get into in a moment. Um, and also, if you have an issue that you want resolved, and I keep saying this because really, where else are you going to get free therapy? You know, we get Dr. Hanan on. He is uh, probably one of the most in-demand psychologists in Johannesburg. There are lots and lots of people who are lining up to go to him. He's pretty much full up all day, every day. And we get you to consult with him for free on a Monday. So if you've got a... a and listen,
1: it's, it's pretty expensive and I should know. There we go. But, um, you know, we always joke with our family psychologist saying that because of our family, she gets to go on um, amazing holidays, holidays every yeah.
0: year. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so if you if you do have a, a an issue you want to discuss, even if you want to come on anonymously, you've seen we've done that with people before where we don't have the camera on and we, we give you another name, nobody's going to know it's you, and you can tell us your, your, your story, and then Dr. Hanan can give you some proper, serious advice. And if you'd like to do that, just email us, contact at com, and we will put you in contact with... Dr. Hanan Bushkin. Also have uh, Collectomania coming up a bit later on. And we've got a returning champion in Collectomania today because uh, you may remember Penny Stein showed us all those photographs of her with all these famous people over the years because she used to arrange all the the PR and, the, and, the, and she'd look after all these big stars from all over the world when they came to South Africa. She had pictures of her with Lionel Richie and Tina Turner and... All these amazing people from years and years of running kind of all the PR for big concerts and for Sun City and all of that stuff. So we'll find out from Penny today about a different collection that she has because she's got, I mean, this is this one's going to blow your mind. I'm not going to spoil it now by telling you, but if you've also got a collection that you want to share with us, contact at cliffcentral.com and we will be sure to get back to you. Let's welcome now Dr. Hanan. It's time for It's Going to Be Okay. Hey, Doc, how are you? Hey guys, how are you doing? Happy Monday. Hey, okay, Doug. Happy Monday. How was your weekend? Very good, actually. Not bad at all. Um, it was. I'm just. I'm, I don't know if it's if it's even worth bringing up, but we haven't had enough summer this summer. It feels like, you know, there are a couple of days that we've had that are nice and sunny and enjoyable, but we've had so much bloody rain that it doesn't really feel to me like we've actually had summer. Mm. So I'm feeling a little. I, I'm, maybe I'm just a, a spoiled brat. Cheated. Yeah, I'm feeling a bit cheated that we didn't have a full summer. Anyway, we'll get into that another day. Right now, we've got to talk about a, a, an issue that uh, Lebang wants to bring up with you, Doc. And you know, Lebang doesn't doesn't normally join us on a Monday, but she is today. So we thought, well, perfect. We'll get you two talking. So Lebang, do you want to just talk about some of the things that are going on in your head and what you need to unpack yeah. this morning?
1: Yeah, sure. Hey, Doc. Um Hi, how Le are Bang. you? Um, So it's been like a really weird couple of weeks I guess not just like for myself But for a lot of South Africans That are like music lovers Especially in the Like the hip hop space There's been a lot of loss and a lot of like death It's almost like there's a dark cloud That's just like roaming around um some of our favorite i guess like artists like three weeks ago um dj city lights was like gunned down in cold blood um last week ricky rick unfortunately um you know lost his life and then just yesterday dj dimples also passed on so like it's almost like there's this back to back of like young people that were just losing and as gareth said earlier it's like we, we feel like we know these people more because they're celebrities and because we've watched them and blah, blah, blah. And they, they're so close to us in all the stuff they share on social media, et cetera. But I guess getting used to death is something that a is just, you know, how do you deal with that? But also seeing the younger and younger people lose their lives is, is the more difficult part because in as much as, You know, people die all the time. Sure, death is a a real part of life. We have to deal with that. Right now, what I'm seeing is that people are sort of using social media as a place to sort of share this sad news. Obviously, like you find out, oh, no, you know, somebody that you feel like you've known or you do know has passed on and you just run to Twitter or you run to Instagram to post a picture or whatever the case is before the family's even made an announcement. And it's sort of showing a really ugly side to society where others are like, um, Oh no, you should have, you know, waited for the family to, to say something or, you know, whatever the case is, I guess I'm just caught up in a place of the use of social media with regards to the sad news. And for example, are we using it right? Um, you know, should we be waiting for the family? Or if I'm very close to these people that are passing on, am I allowed to just go on there and express myself because I'm I'm hurting, you know, and I'm just coming off of the back of losing another friend, and now I'm losing another friend. And should I be ostracized because I'm using social media as my platform? So it's, it's a very layered thing. But the bigger thing, Doc, is that there's a lot going on right now. And on top of depression and on top of people having all these problems it's almost as though these situations are turning us all into these unfortunately really ugly people and the ugly sides of us are coming out so I just I don't I don't know like from your experience if there's a way that we can just sort of like massfully you know give everybody some sort of like Help, because we all kind of need help, everybody's kind of down does it lot
0: it does feel like there are a lot of people go i mean we can even go back a couple of other weeks. there's Cooley Roberts who went, and mm. you know we we've we've lost a lot of very famous South Africans, as you say in the hip hop space, but general celebrities and I think it it feels to a lot of people like you know this and there's a lot of it's suicide, hey. A lot of it's suicide, which is obviously yeah. even more difficult to deal with.
2: So where do we even start, Doc? Yeah, there's so much to unpack. Sure. This could be like a seven hour workshop. Um, you know, mental health is, um, is a real deal. And, uh, especially in the last two years, at least, uh, from what I've seen in my practice, um, mental health has become the, the new kid on the block, at least the one that, uh, is appropriate to talk about and, uh, People are much, it's much easier for people to bring it up as a topic of conversation. We've seen loss left, right and center and it's, um, publicized and it's on social media all the time. And, but the thing with grief and death is that we can't become used to it. There's not such thing as the reading about, you know, this is how death works and this is how grief works. And suddenly when you lose someone, you, you get it. It doesn't work that way. It's not like building a Lego. It's not like, you know, just put these three pieces together and you've got a Lego piece. It's um, it's much more, it's much more complex and robust, uh, uh, and something that the brain can't really comprehend. Because think about it: the subconscious mind, your brain, the the hidden part of the brain, is designed to make sure that you survive. It's not designed for death, for the end of it. So um, it's really designed to ensure that you. That you survive uh, on all levels, on a physical level. If I had to throw something at your face, you'd lift up your hands to protect yourself. If you are to mm-hmm. walk and you're about to trip, uh, you put your hands to protect yourself. On an emotional level, if a kid gets bullied at school, um, the kid might start developing depression or anxiety. People go, well, how come I can depression and anxiety help the kid? Well, it's very, very functional because now the kid starts to withdraw and pull back and not want to go to school and have a tummy bug, tummy ache before school which helps the kids survive. So the brain is really designed to ensure your survival, and suddenly we experience the death of someone, or even as we grow older, our own potential um, death, and the brain doesn't want to compute that, can't compute that. So death and grief is one of those things that the deeper we dive, the more we get lost in it. You know, And even people that are super religious, really that anchor themselves with religion, uh, where religion is a, is a fabulous way of kind of making sense of it all. Uh, even super religious people, when they lose someone, it's still very difficult. So I guess my first point uh, to you is uh, you know, grief is one of those things that you have to walk through and make sense as you kind of, you know, you you, you, fl- you, you build the plane while it's in the air. You figure it out. But um, to, to the other point that I want to raise is uh, people have – amazing amount of opinions you know people were experts on on uh, on covid uh, about 6 mm. months ago and people are now experts in the in the geopolitical domain in ukraine now and people are experts with you know with the latest things that are coming up and now the latest thing is war well, ricks and um death and uh, suicide and mental health and people go on social media uh, you know, stating their opinions on what pe- other people should do in times of grief. And I think that is mind-blowing to me. That is absolutely mind-blowing to me. And the reason why it's mind-blowing to me, you know, uh, I put up a post like uh, the other day on social media saying, just because you've had a mental health issue, depression, anxiety, borderline per- or personality disorder, it doesn't mean you're an expert in the treatment of it uh so just be careful that when you put your stuff up there that you're not stigmatizing it even further and i had uh, some some comment from somebody saying well because i said i put up a post saying just why do you put your stuff up if you don't know what it's doing and how the domino pieces are falling whether you stigmatize anymore." And i had a response saying well i'm putting up my stuff because i can and it might help someone And I'm like, oh, my God, that is the kind of nonsense that, first of all, drives me crazy, and second of all, that stigmatizes the mental health issue even further because just because you can doesn't really mean you should. I mean, or just because you've experienced it doesn't mean you have the treatment for it. I've had root canal treatment. Please believe me, I will not attempt it just because I can. You know, as people have had all different things done uh, done to them and, and they've experienced many different things, doesn't mean that they can treat it. And to go out to go up on social media and proclaim to be an expert really in anything just because you've had it, is doing a lot more damage than good. I don't have an issue with people going on social media and going, This is my experience, full stop, but not this is my experience, this is how you should treat it. Do you really know what the mechanics are of depression? Do you really know what the causes are? Do you really know what the structures are? What, what, what is depression? You know, when I say to people, what is depression? What is grief? People give me the, the, the Google answer. Well, depression is a feeling of low, the feeling of sadness, the feeling of helplessness and hopelessness. Yeah. And it's all fine and well. But d- do you really know where it's coming from? What is it? Is it a marriage thing? Is it a sense of purpose thing? is it a financial security thing is it a lack of acceptance thing a sense a lack of sense of belonging thing what is it and then people are like oh, i don't know i don't know just a low. i'm sorry if you don't know then don't say you're actually doing a lot more damage mm-hmm. if you pretend to be an expert when you actually don't know where it's coming from and how to treat it so the bank to your point social media is um it's a cesspool of opinions and experts, and I say just be very careful of what you put out there and certainly be very careful of what you consume and what you read. Lean on the experts. If you got a toothache, you go to the dentist, you don't go to your florist, period. If you got you need. knee, it's, it's just as simple as that. And if you've got a condition, you go to the expert that will give you the answer and unpack that for you.
0: Yeah, and, mm. and, and I think, look, Doc, let's also let's give people online a little bit of a break here because a lot of them are just trying, they're hoping for answers, and they're just reaching out and they're trying to connect with other people because they don't actually know what to do. And if you're feeling hopeless and you're feeling helpless, that's what humans do. They reach out, and sometimes the the best way for people to do that is through social media. It doesn't always work out well, and a lot of it is complete nonsense, as you rightly point out. I'm glad you said that. But it is just because they're desperate to find answers, right?
2: Yes, but but, but Gareth, the thing is that, again, if you had a toothache, would you go on social media and go, Well, how do I extract this tooth? I mean some, it, it, you know Some idiots <laughs> some idiots do though. I mean you you know some people some do people yeah, for sure. like if I <laughs> for take sure. say, if I take for the plie, if
0: I take the pliers like this and I, <laughs> Exactly. You know? Because they're idiots. Exactly. I mean, but we're not gonna for, be Yeah, for sure. We're not gonna be able to stop them from doing that. The other thing is sure. the other thing Lebang hints at here is like there is a process for grief right and and maybe because its it 's not it 's something you probably talk about all the time doc and and we 're all going to have to deal with grief at some point in our lives. Nobody escapes grief, nobody so there is a process that you go through for some people it takes much longer for some people it's it 's a short process you mentioned like religious people it helps them to deal with it they 've got a they 've got a much more um, I suppose, integrated way of dealing with it because they have a belief system around it too. But how how does that process work and how do you know when you've started to heal? You'll never completely forget someone. You'll never completely get over grief, but you do learn to deal with it, right?
2: Mm, For sure. So let me mention a couple of things. First of all, uh, grief, the definition of grief is uh, being in a place and wish you were somewhere else. Um, so when you lose somebody, of course, you're in a new world and you wish you were in the old world. So that person represented something to you and that person is no longer there. Mm-hmm. There is a process of grief and filling up that hole. Um, and the filling up hole takes time. Some people do it in a minute. Some people do it in a year. Some people never actually get there. And the process of grief is first, we're going to shock, uh, then denial, then bargaining. Bargaining means, oh, only if I'd done this, then this would have happened. Anger, guilt, depression, and acceptance. And the the unfortunate thing is we call it stages of grief, and which is not true because we don't actually go through these stages and finally reach acceptance. It's actually more phases, and we enter into phase one, three, five, seven, one, one, two, five, seven, randomly, and that can happen in a minute. So I can go from acceptance to denial to bargaining to depression to acceptance in a minute. And But what happens, though, is you start integrating it into your being, you start finding yourself more in the acceptance phase for much longer. So the period between jumping from one phase to another is much less frequent. But all of that happens only if you marry and immerse yourself in the world that you're in Mm -hmm. all of that happens if you marry and immerse yourself in the world that you're in so for example if some if we go through a loss and you cover your head with a duvet and never get out of the house and never engage your world you'll never heal it's impossible because once you undo the duvet and suddenly you get you engage in the world then that's when the healing begins again so it doesn't matter that you've you know, people say time heals everything. It's not time. It's really what you do with that time. So the trick is really to immerse yourself in the current world that you're in and your brain is the most adjusted or the the, the, the most incredible supercomputer that can adjust to pretty much anything will find a way to make sense of your new world. But your rule is only if you immerse yourself 100% in it. So, again, so I would ask people – and it's a very difficult question when they go through a loss, like, or well, what would you do if you hadn't lost, if you hadn't lost this person and they would go, well, I would go to work and my answer is, well, then go to work. Right. Well, I would still engage with my friends. Well, go and engage with your friends right. Well, I would do X, Y, and Z. Well, that's what you should do. You should do exactly what you would do if, if it was a normal scenario. And people go, but that feels horrible. That feels horrible. And I'm like, absolutely. It feels horrible. But the misconception is, you feel, then you do, which is not true. you got to do, and the feelings always follow. you got to do, and the feelings always follow. Mm. So an analogy for that, you know, think about bungee jumping. If you ever tried bungee jumping before, imagine you're in the, at the top of the, of, this, um, of the ledge, and you say to yourself, let me just feel in control and then jump. Let me just feel in control and then jump. You know what would happen? You'd never jump. You'd never jump what you have to do is you have to jump behavior first you have to jump and the first time you jump the next time you go up there you might even feel worse but now you jump again <laughs> and you might even feel worse and now you jump again you might even feel worse now you jump again you feel worse but now jump 10 20 30 50 100 times now you feel in control so people make two mistakes one they go let me feel then do which is wrong mm-hmm. And second mistake and misconception is people do and they feel worse and they go, well, obviously the doing doesn't work. It's not true. If you just keep on doing, your feelings will always follow. So act as though your new world was was real.
0: And also uh, just one last thing, because LeBang hinted at this, these people who feel the need to share uh, information or a picture of someone who's died straight away and they're not even sure if the family knows yet. I mean, this can be very, very hurtful. And I saw a comment that was made just now Sharon says, when my husband passed away, someone in the family posted on Facebook that he had died. I felt so angry. I felt she had no right to do that and asked her to take it down, expressing my feelings. So you've got to also uh, let the family go first, right?
2: Yeah, uh, sure. But That's what I say. Just be careful when you post anything up because the truth is most of the people that post things up, they're posting it for their own needs, for their own sense of self and what they need. What Me, 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 as opposed to what is the domino effect, and how does it affect other people? Uh-huh. Please be very, very considerate in terms of what you put up, and also on the other side, what you consume.
0: Very, very good. All right, Doc. Thank you very much, Doctor Hanan right, Bushkin. Guys. I hope that helps, uh, Lebang. And you're not the only one, obviously, who's uh, feeling that because these, <laughs> yeah. these these people are your actual friends, though. I mean, you've 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 known some of these people personally. That's probably why it hits a bit harder. But I mean, all of us feel, as I said earlier, that we we know them. You know, that's how it goes. Yeah. Thanks, Doc. We'll see you in a All week. All right, guys. Very good. See you then.
1: Cheers, Cheers Doc.
0: And I'm Bushkin. Cliffcentral.com.